Hey everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cochran. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing f- just fine here, Todd. It's uh, it's we're we're well into December now, so the winter is coming, and we're charging along and talk and discussion about springtime when the podcasting <laughs> industry is picking up a little bit too. So you know some events and things like that. You know, so podcast movement and the podcast show and, you know, there's some excitement building around, you know, uh, spring and summer of next year that maybe we get back to a little bit more normal, but, uh, it's, it appears like we're going through a little bit of a bumpy winter this year though. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, we're, we're kind of on the fence on the podcast show. I'm just, uh, well, I'm too, I'm too, you know, they, the, for the cost, it's crazy expensive. And if they get, if they, if they can prove that they're going to have 6,000 people, we'll go. But, right. But if there's a thousand, I, I, I'm not going for a thousand. Yeah. You know, so, you know, they're emailing me like two or three times a week, you know, what's your decision? What's your decision? And we're on hold, you know, at this point, they moved the dates to July and, you know, I was, you know, I don't suspect that travel, I would think by June, we would probably be okay, you know, if everything goes with the vaccines the way they think it's going to go with distribution and by probably the majority of us, at least here in the United States, having had access to a vaccine shot by maybe April. But, you, you know, some of those shots require two. So you get the first one, then you need the second one three weeks later. I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, here. I'm hearing talk that those vaccines may not last much longer than three months as far as. Well, and that, and well, it may not stop you from being able to spread the disease either. Yeah, well, it's just to keep keep the symptoms. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know. Yeah. It's just right. like the flu shot. You know, right. you get the it flu shot is, and you still get right. the flu. It depends on the, you know, if the, and if the virus mutates a little bit, but you know, that's, yeah, you, this is yeah. not a scientific show. We're just, you know, hoping no. we can get traveling again. Well, yeah, it's all about when things are going to start opening up and the the podcasting industry kind of gets back to a little bit more of a normal function. Right. I don't, you know, I think we are clearly in a, the potential of a new normal here. I think, um, you know, these and you just look at podcast movement and what they're planning on doing. You know, it's these hybrid events that are c- going to come out of this, right? But it's not going to be exactly the same. But hybrids for us but, is worthless. Right. Well, from an organizer perspective, maybe it enables them to scale their event bigger. And, you know, we shall see. I, you know, for, I mean, from a spot, from a vendor standpoint, it's, it's right. Well, in an attendee standpoint, Attendees are, you know, it's fine, you know, but again, the attention level, we've already seen it. The attention level, when you're at a conference, you're at a conference, you're there. You're dedicated. You're dedicated. You don't have to worry about the office too much. You can, you know, you don't have kids bothering you or, you know, a a partner making demands while you're trying to, you know, that's why some people said they checked themselves into a hotel to attend an event because that was the only place they knew they were going to be able to. Right. So, well, you, yeah, I mean, if you invested a lot of money into a 
a ticket because you're trying to learn as much as you can, I guess that, that, that does make sense. Um, that wouldn't be something that you and I would do. Right. But yeah, but that's, yeah, we're looking forward to getting back to normal again. Um, you know, we just, yeah, you know, we, it completely ruined our plans for the blueberry Academy that we had. We had heavy, heavy planning on that. And, uh, you know, that was not going to be virtual. That was going to be in person. And, you know, we had, we'd put some resources against that. So, I, you know, I don't know, maybe by July we can, I can relook at relaunching that. I, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm sure there is going to be a demand. People, people are sick of being in their houses, Rob, and not socializing and yeah. going to dinner and all this stuff. It's, it is getting a little old, I have to say. <laughs> so, you know, I'm lucky. I can drive 13 miles south into Indiana where the restaurants are open. I can still go sit down and have a meal. But mysteriously, when you cross the Michigan state line, the the virus stops. And, I mean, that's that's where the virus is, and there's no restaurants open here. So it, it's just, I don't know. There's no, <laughs> I'm sorry, we shouldn't get started on that. But anyway. Um, you know, I think what we're, what we're seeing, and and I titled the show on YouTube today, everybody's live. And I've been kind of playing around. I've been on, I don't know, I just loaded a bunch of different apps. Almost every, every app has a live component now. Mm -hmm. It's, it doesn't matter if it's. And I even heard there's live on dating apps. They've actually got live components on some dating apps. I I didn't know that. That was news to me. So everybody's live. You know, it's it's so live in the terms of being able to make a like a video call or something. Is no, it's like about? they can do live. Yeah. So someone tell me that the tagged. Well, the, ta- I well, think the video ta- call is live. Well, so it's that's what you're talking. Well, about. I, I, the I heard that the tagged app allows people that are on tagged right. to go live, actually, you know, do a live with their, with their cell phone. Right. To many people. Or uh, well, to, whoever's on that platform, I guess. Right. You know, so it, it is pretty amazing. The number of platforms per se that do some function of live now. So, right. you know, look at what we're doing here. You know, we're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. We're on Facebook, two different pla- three different places. Right. Um, so I mean, we've been doing this live for a very long time. Yeah. So this isn't this is not new for us. Right. Yeah. It's the, just you know that's the other part that I keep thinking about too, is that for both of us, what's happened in the world really hasn't been a huge change um from the standpoint of if you just take travel out of the mix and going to conferences and events, the, the world that we live in hasn't changed that much. It's it's Uh, true, but I'm a social bunny. So, you know, know. it's, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. That's, that is the big change for us. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, it's just amazing to me. I mean, when, when I say a lot of people in this podcast industry, you know, it's amazing to think about because it, doesn't seem like it was that long ago, Todd, when, um, 
there weren't that many people in this industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's exploding. Um, and, you know, we go to events now and, you know, it used to be you could know. That everybody. You, at the yeah. Event, yeah. Much. And now you're like, who are these people? And you hear about well, their shows and you're like, wow. Right. I mean, you just look through LinkedIn. I mean, LinkedIn's a classic, you know, exposition of right. how, how big this industry has expanded. I mean, how many people have podcast producer or podcast this or podcast that in their job descriptions yep. that they have on LinkedIn now? It's like, I remember going through LinkedIn many years ago, trying to make connections with other people in the industry. And it's like, it, it was hard pressed to find somebody that had the word podcast anywhere in their LinkedIn profile. So, so, but now it's like, you know, tens of thousands. And, you know, and I haven't updated my, I haven't been, well, not updated, but I haven't been on LinkedIn in two or three days. And I got 32 networking requests. I got 32 new people that want to link up and I'm sure now here's the thing I don't like about LinkedIn. People utilize these automated notes, messaging in LinkedIn yeah. drives I, me, drives me crazy. Yeah. So of these 32, I'll probably, you know, I'll probably have, um, well, they're pitches is what they are. Yeah. Usually. They're pitching. Yeah. Right. Right. So growth marketing consultant, don't know who he is. Delete distribution partnership at Dropbox. That's probably a good one to have sales rep at such and such company. Probably a good one to have. Um, someone helping audio-based companies. I should do that. I actually knew who that person is. It just goes on and on and on, you know, and, and I'm just looking here at LinkedIn right now. There's another podcasting one, an M&A service. Oh, they think we need M&A help. Uh, you know, so broadcast media, boom. Um, Another podcasting person, another oh, influencer in podcasting. Make sure he's not an Indian account that's doing. Yeah, he's. Oh not yeah, one. I Pro I totally avoid the ones that say podcast promoter. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're uh, constantly pitching me all the time. I can get your podcast yeah. in the top top list of, in the top one hundred of Apple. It's like really, how you do that? <laughs> and then, um, what is this? Oh, this is some event? Did I miss it? Uh, no, yeah. I guess I'll go ahead and sign up for that. Cause I know who that is. Another, uh, supervising producer. I didn't even know that was a title for someone at a podcast group. Um, some well, of these, some of these are another job title that's similar to like executive <laughs> producer. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Let's see here. So, yeah, so there was probably of those 32, I deleted three because they were those Indian, hey, we'll get you to the top of the list. And then the rest of them were, seemed legitimate. And then there was probably about 10 that were, were podcasting folks. But of those 32, I got seven, seven automated pop-ups. I, I, it, it just, it just pisses me off. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it's they they know. Hey, my email's online. Those of you on LinkedIn, you, you know, <laughs> you know, get the premium subscription and to LinkedIn, and it gives them the ability to send those right. Uh, you know, those in LinkedIn yeah. messages, right? I, you know, and and they have automated response systems that when you become a friend, they send you an email. I, right. ugh, I don't do that. Yeah. So maybe yeah, I'm missing no, out. Yeah. But how many people have I got? I, on LinkedIn here. Let me look, see what's my, my count. 500 plus connections, whatever that means. 
So, oh, oh I have 50, 5,100 people I'm linked up in LinkedIn. Yeah, that's a, I think I'm at about 6,000 or something on that side, but I don't know how important that number is. Yeah, I don't think it's, you know, it's like, well, I was going to say something rude, but no, it probably means nothing. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, well, you know, so I'm sure you, go, oh, ahead. Go, go ahead. It's like Twitter followers. Just, right. Yeah. It means nothing really at the end of the day. Um, I'm sure you saw the talk that Wondery could get picked up by Amazon now. So they've now, um, the rumors are flipping through Apple, Sony and Amazon now. Um, we yeah. shall see what, you know, where those folks land. But I thought that was interesting. We'll see if there's a bidding war for them at some point, you know, maybe yeah. not, but 300 million is the rumor. Yeah, around 300 yeah. million. Who knows what that will actually turn out to be. But yeah, I mean, it's each time one of these things gets leaked like this, yep. um, it cuts down on the chances that the deal's going to happen. <laughs> Just so who knows? Yeah. And then, um, there's a bunch of stuff that just popped up. Yeah. Did you see that the Spotify folks now have a podcast hall of fame? Oh, I did. It's, <laughs> I know, but it's different. Than it's what different. The, it's their annual podcast, podcast hall right. of fame. Right. We're not it's on that list. It's more about shows. It's more about shows. We're, we're not on that list, Rob. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nope. So let me, let me go back to my point. I was making a little bit earlier about live. Yeah. You know, you have lots of people doing live and not everyone's going to garner a big audience. You know, today it's Saturday. We, you know, we've got half a dozen people on today. We don't have that many on watching us. No. And I think we're probably not much different than many, many people that do live. They go on and largely talk to themselves. Um, but you and I have figured out that live is, uh, you know, we get a few interactions from the, Hey, by the way, if you're watching, make sure you say hi in the chat room or on Facebook right. and on Twitter, say hello, let us know you're here. We get this interaction in the show. And for me, when I started live, Oh, it's been 10 years now is that it was really, for me, it was about getting some, it wasn't just me behind the mic. You know, I had right. some interaction yeah. from, you know, it wasn't a lot, but it was enough. And I never right. cared if I had thousand or 2000 or 5,000. That wasn't the point of doing right. live. But also for those of you that have been thinking about doing live and haven't done live yet, live really makes you a better podcaster. Yeah. It's a different psychological, um, positioning that you have to take to the content. Right. Definitely. Um, I have a hard time going back and doing things scripted or pre-planned oh, out because I, I spent so much time doing live. Yeah. I, I don't think I could ever go back. You know, I've done some, um, yeah. on vacation where it really wasn't convenient to, to go live. Yeah. And the bandwidth wasn't there. I've done it and it's just, well, here's the thing. Podcasting can be kind of lonely at times. When you're, yeah. when you're a, a solo, especially if you're a solo show. And you're just recording. You're just right. recording. 
Right. And then it's not a social, it's not a social experience. Right. And then if that. you don't get any feedback from that show, you, it's crickets from the audience. Then right. you're like, is this really worth doing? So I think for me, because I was recording in Hawaii at like eight o'clock at night before. Right. Every two o'clock in the morning on the East Coast and, you know, maybe 11 o'clock on the West, depending on, you know, what it was daylight savings time or not. Yeah. And it really, I was getting people coming in from Australia, you know, that's where people are awake. Right. Yeah, that's true. And as you know, we got that little bit of interaction. So it was, it was almost as if I had company. Hey Matt, thanks for checking in. Appreciate it. So, I mean, well, Todd, I think it makes sense that live is picked up, you know, given the circumstances. Yeah. I think it it's another way for people to connect with others. Yeah. And I think it makes, yeah. it, it doesn't, you can still do your show the way you do it. But at the same point, yeah. I think it just makes it less, less lonely. I think that's the best word for it, at mm-hmm. least. Kind of, have, you know, maybe I had a little epiphany here. But. Yeah. Another thing, um, Rob, that came to my attention is I, yeah, and I don't know, I think you guys do these and maybe Rob Walsh does more than you do, but you know, I meet with podcasters a lot and I do too. I help them, you know, I help podcasters a lot. And, and we, you know, we do a little screen share and we go look at their website and, um, and sometimes, you know, we, I've got a gentleman that I know that really follows a methodology that we promote and mm-hmm. um, yet in a call that we had with him and one of his clients yesterday, he had a few realization moments as we were, you know, we've done this demo on the show before where we've taken a, an episode title and done a Google search and see where that episode, if we can find that episode and, right. and, and they weren't having success, but the show was showing up somewhere else where wasn't the priority. And, I I really think at this point that there is probably a need for some training for podcasters to to help them with this with this Google detection. I I, I just because I think a lot of podcasters get it a little bit, but they mm-hmm. really don't see the full picture. And it wasn't. It wasn't, it, it was, it was a big thing what they need. Well, they've got a lot of work ahead of them, um, to, to really, to get the website that the client that uses to get it to where it will be the authority in Google versus something else. But it was, at least we could figure out what was going on. And I, I it just made me kind of realize that, you know, maybe this is what we need to do is we need to go back to like hardcore one-on-one basics. And some of these are not basics because maybe it's never even been taught. Yeah, I think I'll, I mean, I've been, I've talked to a, you know, a, a, a new podcaster on a regular basis. And, you know, Todd, like you've always said, and we've all, I mean, anybody that's been in this industry as long as we have and have helped, so, you know, as many people as we have, we've come across folks that just, they just don't understand the infrastructure of this industry and how, you know, what needs to be done and how it's done. I mean, we're always in this kind of this basic training mode for a certain percentage of the folks that we work with. 
Um, and then there's the other folks at the other end of the spectrum that have been doing it for a long time and want to improve and, and want to advance their, what they're doing. And that takes, you know, t- to be able to consult at both end of the, end of the spectrum is, is challenging at times because, you know, trying to tell somebody, and you've made this comment too, that trying to work with people that don't, that barely know how to use a mouse. Right. Um, is hard. Yeah. Uh, it's not easy because th- th- these are just basic skills, mm-hmm. but I think now more than ever, I think, and over the last three or four months, I've encountered more situations like that than I ever have in the past. So I don't know if it's continuing for you too. I think what we, um, I, I think it's just new people, right? Yeah. But it's not even just that. There's, there's another category. Um, there's a category of, and, and more, my tech support guys run into it more than I do. It's the, I know what's best. You don't know what you're talking about Oh, because they have, um, attended a course, paid some money, had a consultant, um, read something, had a preconceived idea and, oh man, it, 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 it can and, get hostile and made a mess of what they're doing. Right. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yes. Not always made a mess, but you know, it's, I've seen that too. Sometimes where they've, they've kind of done things wrong in a lot of different areas and trying to pull things back together again is hard. You know, the, the, the biggest thing I almost 80, 85% of the time when I'm doing a consult and someone is complaining to me about their numbers, about their download numbers. I always do an experiment with them. I just get, I know where their website is and I've already looked, but we open up a blank window in a screen share and I say, okay, what's your website? And I'll then just go ahead and type in their website and load it. And when I get on the webpage, the first thing I said is, how do I subscribe to your show? Right. Yeah. I, I can't subscribe to your show. Well, it's on a second link. I click through. Where's it at? Oh, it's got to scroll down. And I'm like, so this is, it, it's, it's beyond, well, and then I say, okay, yeah. so now go to your Google Analytics, not your podcast analytics, and tell me how long people stay in your homepage and how many people land on those secondary pages. So oftentimes, just the sheer change, and I tell them, just put an Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, put three, four on there. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have 20. And they'll see their numbers go up. Almost immediately. Yeah. Well, Todd, I'm sure you saw the email that we got from a listener to the show. Yeah talking about a mess of a situation between a, um, a host of a show and a partner that they had wanting to, to have us help them unravel the mess. So podcasters get into entanglements with in partnership relationships. And then when it comes time to have some sort of separation, um, there's challenges because one feels like they own the content, but the other partner registered all the domains and got it listed and, 
and controls the publishing account and all this stuff, but yet the the host thinks that they own the show, right? And then mm-hmm. there's a separation, and and it's like you know, I don't know. Did you read that email or did it kind of just pile up in your you, inbox? You know, I don't know if I got that email. So when oh, did that okay. come? Um, is it was the, a couple of days ago. But so I might I don't be want behind. to go into a lot of detail about it. But okay, it's 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 just indicative of the other types of situations that are happening out there too, where people are getting into co-host co-production type of situations and they're, they're inadvertently losing control of their shows. And then they, Mm -hmm. you know, when something goes sideways and they want to move, they can't. And they want to figure out a way to unravel the, the mess that they've gotten themselves into because they didn't maintain control of the various aspects of their, of their shows, Mm -hmm. which is something I always tell people is that, you know, make sure your domain name is in your name and you have the password to get in there and you control that account and who's, who owns the publishing account. Do you have access to the publishing account? You know, those, those kind of things. Oftentimes podcasters will say, you know, to their consultant or whoever they're working with, you know, get that all set up for me. Right. And, and then when it, goes it comes sideways. time to separate, right? Guess what? They don't control anything. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really um, we get caught in the middle as podcast hosts sometimes. Um, right. About a week, these battles. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. About a week ago, we had a podcaster email us and say, "I want to cancel my hosting account," and it didn't match. The email didn't match the login, and we said, "No, we we can't cancel your." You have to log in right. to your account and cancel. Yeah. And we gave the instructions on how to do that. And this customer was pissed. They were adamant. Cancel my account. Cancel my account. Now, it turns out it was legitimate, a legitimate cancel, but mm-hmm. it could have been a partner or a third party that were trying to social engineer us right. into, so, you know, ultimately my support team says, Hey, just email me from the account that you log into the blueberry with, and we'd be happy to cancel your account. And right. the, you know, and it, it, and we tried to explain this is for the protection of your, you know, and, and of course people don't want to hear that when they're angry. But we've had people try to social engineer many times trying to actually, we've seen people try to screw podcasters by faking it, mm-hmm. you know, get an email. Someone doesn't like a show apparently. And then, and then you will we'll email the podcaster and say, Hey, uh, so we've had some emails when trying to cancel your account. Well, what's going on? And, and, and oftentimes I say, yeah, I got a hater right now that, is is messing with the show. So it goes not only with hosts, it could go with listeners. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah. But most of you have been listening to the show for a while. You've heard Rob and I talk about this. If you're going to yeah. get into bed with somebody, then at least have, it doesn't have to be like, you know, of course, Gordon, I'm taking business away from Gordon, but it doesn't have to be like super complicated. You write down a piece of paper. Who owns the show name? Who owns the feed? Who owns the media? What happens if one or the other party leaves? Write this stuff out on what. Right. What's going to happen if the co-hosts 
part ways. Right. Oftentimes the person that has the, the login credentials and the publishing capability are the ones that control the show. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and really we're, we're kind of at, I said, go get a lawyer, you know, and then let us know what the result of your legal battle is and then we'll react. Yeah. I mean, I think from a strategy perspective, you have to go through the process of figuring out ways that maybe you can get into the account, uh, to take control of it. But at the end of the day, if you can't, then kind of a lawyer is really your only option. Yeah. I don't know what else, you know, to suggest. And and, and if you have, um, with your hosting provider, if you have sub accounts that allow people to come in and publish and do administrative duties, you know, and you're the owner of the account and you give access with sub accounts, then you need to be very careful. You know, do you, it's just like anything else. Do you trust this people, this individual with the keys to the car? Because admin is admin. (laughs) Admin equals I can delete every episode, you know, Admin yeah. means I can cancel the account and close the website. You know, it, there's there's power right. in admin. Publisher, you can't cancel the account. You can publish. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you can't delete episodes. You can publish <laughs> and edit. So, yeah, Matt says plan the divorce before you get married. <laughs> That's prenups, right? Get that prenup in there. Yeah. So It's I think- unfortunate that you have to do that. Um I think everyone and should I guess have a prenup. It depends prenup. on the character of the people that you're working with, too. I guess. But know, Rob, I've had best of friends. Yeah. Where we didn't see eye to eye at one point and become out of favor with each other for a bit. We've all had that happen. Yeah, I don't think that I would start a podcast myself that was my idea, my concept, and then have somebody else do all the setup uh-uh. and the. I, I just, I mean, that's just not me and I've never had a problem with this because of that. But we live in a different world now. Yeah. It's called taking responsibility for what you're doing and being the leader of this. If, if it is yours, um, it can be an uncomfortable place to be sometimes, but yeah. that's part of, you know, being able to maintain ownership. But, um, I don't know. There's a bunch of stuff going on in the space right now too. I, I you probably saw the, the the news too that Google has set up a one click subscribe process. Beautiful, now. yeah. Which is certainly not a new concept at all. Yeah. Um, been around for a very long time, so I think it's good, definitely. Yeah, and it's going to require some of us to do a little rework. Well, could yeah. you know? So I'm, I am excited to see, you know, they're continuing to kick the ball here and they're kicking it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of really going in and changing all the links that you have yeah. to, to the Google podcast platform and converting them into a subscribe. Yeah. Hey, hey Rob, I've got a speaker turned on in the other room. I'm going to switch to you to main screen and I, but I, I need you to carry here for about 40 seconds. So I'll be, okay. I'll be right back. Go ahead. All right. Um, also, in other other news to the, uh, that came out this past week too, the IEB has released um, V two point one of the podcast measurement technical guidelines. Um, so there's 
there's some public comment there. So if you wanted to give, give some comment on there, this is linked to from the pod news as well. So you can get it there. Um, uh, you can get it on the December 3rd, um, you know, edition, um, of the pod news to get access to that. If you wanted to read through the, the, the version 2.1 of the podcast measurement guidelines. So, yeah, I wish the IB would have put a Delta version up so people could oh, easily yeah. see Com- comparing the two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, actually James, he, they did, did it. <laughs> right. Right. So, which helps people see what was changed. Mm-hmm. Right. I think some, I, I get the opinion from James. They're not happy with the changes, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's why they have a comment period. Well, I think we're coming into a time when, when the, the IEB stuff is going to be challenged again to some degree of, you know, you're looking at these different groups that are forming um, to challenge the, the, the significance of the IEB certification around the world and right here at, 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 in the U.S. So I, I just hope I don't have to write the same check size to get 2.1 certified. Right. Well, is that what they're going to? Well, I think so. Require? I think so. I think there's going to be some effort to make sure that, but a lot of the stuff that's in 2.1 is more administrative versus technical. Yeah, I think that the probably the big technical one is the Apple Watch. Um, yeah, but that they're keeping it, that in a, an addendum. And the IPv6 uh, is part of that too, right? Yeah, the IPv6 stuff, um, there'll probably be a 2.2 to handle mm-hmm. the IPv6 stuff because yeah. I don't know if I can say this or not, but there were, they, well, the IPv6 stuff is being worked heavily by groups that are already seeing effect effects by IPv6. But there is challenges in IPv6 measurement largely because the IPs really don't stick with devices. They could get updated as many as 20 times or 25 times a day. Right. So it's it's like you could start listening to a show on one IPv6 address and then before you're finished, you could have been issued three different IPv6 addresses could have changed. Yeah. But Todd, I thought they were going to truncate that, that, that number, um, because the earlier part of that number string is fairly consistent. I I don't want to get into how they're going to mitigate it yet. Right. Because one group has basically went and said, okay, here's our case study. They gave the case study to the IEB members. The members are then say, okay, it's just like uh, science research. So if someone does a say, okay, here's my study on, you know, what I found water on Mars, you know, go out and validate, you know, that there's water on Mars. I got a headset that's driving me crazy. Was it popping out? Yeah. Well, it's, I'm just took it out of my ear. It it was like crinkling and I'm going to have to replace these. It sucks. They're expensive. Support the show, please. <laughs> well, Todd, your comment about pod news being 
a little critical of the IAB, I think to be fair about it is, is that, um, the folks over there with pod news and, and sounds profitable have their, their other foot in, in another initiative. Right. True. So, so I think that there was a, a quote in the publication talking about how, um, the, uh, the effort needed for IAB certified partners to remain compliant um, is is minimal, is what it was the comment here. And I still encourage everyone, IAB members or not, to read it and s- submit the feedback to to the tech lab. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that there is a little bit of bias towards. Um, that's not in favor of the IEB program. So there's a desire to find fault with it. We're, we're getting quite a bit of response today on YouTube. So I am watching what you folks are saying in YouTube. So, um, what's the, uh, is there a common thread it, of interest? It's, um, in the morning, Todd and Rob, uh, it, Introduce a bridge too far says the basics are necessary for providing value to audiences. It goes back to when we were talking about. Yeah. It says preparation and planning and courtesy skills along with the tech skills. So talking about prepping for shows, I guess. And then the last comment, I don't understand the, the context, but um, yeah, I think this is the most comments we've had on YouTube in a while. So I am watching what you're saying here today. And uh, Elliot, thanks for uh, for watching live. So I, you know, it's in the end until someone okay, if someone can invent a better mousetrap and prove right. it's a better mousetrap and provide the science that it's a better mousetrap. The IB tech spec is what we have. Yeah. So. Well, I think we talked about this on the Wednesday episode that there's in France, there's an organization that's claiming that they're, they have five times lower numbers than the IEB certified program. Like five times lower, five times lower. Just what everybody needs. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, can you imagine us telling our customers, Hey, by the way, we're going to adopt this new spec out of France and your numbers are going to be five times lower. Right. Just, you know, we might as well just go and stand stand up against the firing squad wall. (laughs) Yeah, Todd, on the whole uh, one-click subscribe with the Google podcast stuff, um, I think there needs to be a change made to the the button icon, right? Um, When I'm seeing those that have implemented it so far have – just use the same Google Podcasts mm-hmm. icon, right? L- listen on Google Podcasts. Um, I think it that needs to change to subscribe on Google Podcasts, right? Just so people know when they click on it that that's what they're doing. It's about telling the the listener what they're going to get when they click on the button. Right? Well, that doesn't happen in Apple Podcasts. I know it probably should over there. Well, most of the time you click on Apple podcasts, it doesn't subscribe you to the podcast though. 
it takes you to the page to where you page subscribe where where you can subscribe so this but new function is subscribe. this new function is truly one click subscribe you're not given a secondary option it's click and you're subscribed well it what it does is it takes you to a page on Google yeah that says subscribe to a podcast by RSS feed and it gives you the RSS feed in that's that's the only thing that's on the page Oh, and then, and then you have to click a second button that says subscribe. That's well, right below it. So it shows the RSS feed. Well, that's the, and you hit, hit subscribe. That's what in tech, technically that's what happens at Apple podcasts too. You just don't well, see it. Well, it is, but it's not a, <clears throat> it's, it's not a dedicated page just for that. It's their, oh, their page that has right. all the episodes right. listed. So it's, it comes across as like just a regular page, right? Um, where Google took a little bit more of a dedicated approach to that. So you click subscribe and it takes you to that similar page to what Apple has. Okay. So, but the difference is, is on that Google podcast page that has all the episodes listed. Um, it has a little blue box or a little circle, blue circle that says subscribe and it's highlighted. So you've, you've taken that additional step. But do they have to do anything on that page, that second page? They have to click something? Nope. Oh. Oh. So once you click subscribe on that one dedicated page, the only thing that's on that page is the ability to subscribe. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So there is a secondary action from the website. It takes you to Google. They have to hit subscribe and you're done. Correct. Well, I think they're probably... We'll take feedback and... Yeah. They're also, when they do that, they're also exposing the RSS feed. That's okay. Right. I don't know. Is it? Is yeah. it look to the future? I, or should it be, <clears throat> or sh- should we take the RSS feed kind of out of the picture here? And just, so when you click on that, that subscribe, just have, don't, I don't think you have to show the RSS feed because where's the benefit? Maybe it's a transparency thing to make sure people like me are, are making sure that the they're feed, subscribing to, to, to the right a, feed, to, to the correct feed. Well, maybe what those feeds need to be is verified. Mm. So verified feed, which I think takes us back to this conversation around what they've been talking about at the podcast, you know, the index project of coming up with new tags, right? Is that there should be a verified feed, right? Because we have had issues in the industry of duplication, right? And I think this may be just, you know, uh, a hedge against that. Right. So, but is somebody really going to check that or Mm -hmm. know what they're seeing when they see an RSS feed, whether it's valid or not? You know, I, I, I didn't, I heard about the change, but I didn't test it. So I guess I'm going to go have to look, but. Right. You know, a listener is going to care less. I hope. And do you think it adds confusion? No, I don't think it adds necessarily confusion. I just wonder if it's necessary to expose the RSS feed. So when you click on, and it's also about setting expectations on, on the part of the listener about what they're doing when they click that button, because it says "listen" on Google Podcasts, right. which would, sets the expectation that you're being taken to a listen page. But where you're taken to is not a listen page. Mm. 
It's a subscribe page. So it says, the only thing that says on the page is subscribe to a podcast by RSS feed to subscribe to a podcast by RSS feed, paste the full URL in the field. So they're using this also. It's a dual purpose page is what it looks like. So this page is probably linkable, um, off of their, their interface for manual sub, um, submissions oh. into s- subscription situations. So you could cut and paste a feed into that field externally and subscribe. Well, all you can do, Rob, is provide feedback to Google. Right. Which so, is, yeah, that's, that's a valid purpose too. So yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, setting the expectation of the listener so, about what, what's going to happen when you click on that. So I thought I would do a little interesting read here. There's a gentleman I follow on uh, Twitter that talks about Spotify a lot. Mm-hmm. He's not always a fan. So uh, he's talking, uh, he sends a, he's got a tweet for artists. He says, posting your Spotify stats with Glee is like posting how many times you've been robbed with Glee. An artist needs 380,000 streams a month on Spotify to earn minimum wage. The average Spotify employee earns $14,000 a month. Respect music. <laughs> the average, what, what was that last one? The average That's Spotify employee, employee earns 14000 a month. So I don't know where he got that number, but seems I think I'm working high. for the wrong company. I know it seems kind of high <laughs> to me, but yeah. Well, if you take the average you take all the executives and then oh well i suppose yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's definitely going to skew the number up a little bit but yeah. 380,000 streams is what it takes to earn minimum wage <laughs> wow that's a lot it is a lot yeah but you know that means they've listened to the music track two and a half three minutes or whatever is 380,000 times so so I guess Joe Logan, Joe Rogan has a new logo. Did you see this? No, I did not. It says it's got, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same logo. It's just that the album art is different now. Um, it says it's got the little Spotify icon in the upper left corner. Oh. And then right across from the icon, it says a Spotify exclusive in black text. Well, I tell you, it didn't take too long for the Google gods to change things because when I when I search for the Joe Rogan show, I get uh, openspotify.com. I've got the Joe Rogan experience all linking to Spotify. So did he take his website down too? Uh, let me know. look at let me look at his website. That leads to Spotify. His website now leads to Spotify. Wow. 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 That blows me away. That's pretty shocking. Yeah, I I see it. It says a Spotify exclusive. So his, his website that he's had for years and built all that value in just flushed it. Boy, I I hope he got a hundred million. That would be like taking the new media show site and pointing it over to Spotify. Yeah. And he still has that one episode in, in his RSS feed that's publicly available 
Um, and what I'm hearing is that even that's going to go away. Huh? But we shall see. Well, I, I haven't checked to see if that other site is still online. I actually had, I had a, um, someone tell me they subscribed to that feed to, to see how long it lasted. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, who knows? I mean, it may stay there just, yeah. just as a placeholder for him in case something happens. <laughs> well, there was news too, that there was a big surge of people that signed up for Spotify accounts. And there was also news that there's a lot of pissed off Joe Rogan fans. So, you know, I guess good news, bad news. I think we were expecting that. <clears throat> Did they clarify what they were upset about? Yeah. That they couldn't get it the normal way on their, their, their pod, their favorite podcast. Listening yeah. App. But remember Joe Rogan's no longer a podcast, right? Technically, that technically is he is no longer a, a podcaster. It's the Joe Rogan experience. It's a show on Spotify. Right. So. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at news um, listings about the, his show. It says there is a article in the wrap that says how Spotify's smart bet on Joe Rogan and podcasts exclusive exclusively contrasts with Apple's awful strategy. I'm not sure what that means. What is Apple's awful strategy? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking on the page right now, but I'm not sure what that might be. Yeah. I don't know either. Yeah. <laughs> awful. And Spotify's experience is good. Come on. I, I guess. So that's hilarious, but there's a lot of people that love the Spotify platform. <laughs> and here's another, another article headline that says Spotify employee accused of deleting right. Joe Rogan's Alex Jones um, conversation. Yes. There's a, there's an investigation that is ongoing. No one has yet to be fired. <laughs> Can you, I would not want to be that person at that company. <clears throat> it says the, the temporary disappearance uh -huh. of the Alex Jones is being investigated. It says something strange happened. The episode <laughs> mysteriously disappeared from the stack of Rogan's podcasts. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, mysteriously. Says, it was a caching issue. That's what they told Joe. That that mishap certainly seemed suspicious, though it was immediately dismissed as an accident. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it looks like a duck. Quacks like a duck. It's probably a duck. <laughs> oh, and Joe's quote is, the conspiracy about the show with the conspiracy theorist. So oh. Joe made, made fun of it. So the conspiracy about the conspiracy about the conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, everyone <laughs> loves to spin stuff, you know, right. so even us. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the world we live in now. That's right. right? 
Everybody has a microphone. So, you know, Rob, as things get closer to Christmas here, things are going to start to throttle back a little bit. Um, you know, people are going to be on vacation. There's not going to be, you know, I want to remind podcasters that while the podcasting news space is going to shrink a little bit over the next 20 days or so, your podcast listening audience is poised to explode if you are ready for them starting around the 15th of December through the end of January. And as we've said many times on the show, that is the number one growth period. Those six weeks is the number one growth period for podcasters to pick up new listeners. Right. Well, they're going to say, well, why is that? It's because everyone's getting new devices. They're looking for new content, New Year's resolution. So if you've got a health show or you've got something self-help or something that's designed to help lose weight or whatever people do New Year's resolutions around, if you plan your content to be talking about some of that, if that's your genre, you are going to pick up listeners for the holidays. Mm -hmm. But they have to find you first. So. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a good time. Well, I mean, cause people are getting new tablets and new yep, devices yep. and things like that, that, uh, they need to find some content or oftentimes just like spring cleaning people, you know, the spring is a time people traditionally clean their houses top to bottom, at least here in the United States <clears throat> in December when people are at home off work, of course they've been home. <laughs> So maybe this year won't be the case, but typically people are sitting around and I do it too. I do app cleanups and stuff that, you know, <laughs> that's accumulated. And I try to organize my data. Um, I think people do the same thing with their shows they listen to. They either kill them. And if you're not there for them, if you've missed a few weeks because of the holidays, they, they might delete you. Right. Is there a figure, well, I don't need to listen to them. They don't care about me putting out no content. Well, I need content because I'm home. I'm off. I'm trying to, so. So I'm, I'm on the mid-roll website right now, and I'm looking at an article talking about um, Manscaped. Okay. <laughs> about the, 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 the trimmer? The, the, the the, yeah, the men's grooming and in, in, in hygiene. <clears throat> right. Um, and there's this kind of this quote that's bouncing around about. Um, this is know, on the mid-roll site? Yeah, exactly. And there's a quote in here from, let's say where, oh, did I lose it? I lose where, where it was on this article about how uh, it says, looking into her crystal ball, this is a, person that works that wrote this this piece on mid-roll it's like a it's like a white paper on a campaign it says looking into her crystal ball natalie predicts podcasting will become the next influencer marketing in the near future more brands will get the memo to hop on the audio advertising train um and, but this whole concept of the the manscape product a advertising on men's shows as well as women's shows because huh. women like to buy things for their boyfriends or their husbands or whatever. And right. so, so it's just an interesting take on There's been a lot of uh, podcasters already involved in influencer campaigns. This is not, this is right. not anything new. You have a podcaster that will endorse. Right. 
a certain, and I know what some of the products that they're uh, endorsing. It's those, how should I say this gently? It's a hair trimmer that won't slice and dice you. (laughs) (laughs) So there are some quotes here. The signature product is the lawnmower. Right. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, nothing is off limits <clears throat> trimmer. Right. Um, is the, is the, yeah, it's just funny. And here's the funny thing. Uh, let me bring this up online here. Yeah. Night. Uh, come on website update. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that are watching, there is the lawnmower 3.0. I think I've got the lawnmower 1.0. You do? Yeah, I do. So you admit to that, huh? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Rob, I mean, okay, so too, too much information here. I may not have much hair on the top of my head, but I am quite the grizzly bear. So <laughs> I will attest, this is a great product. <laughs> yes, it is a great product. It does what it advertises, but... um yeah. So yes, I could be an influencer for this. Now I'm not providing any pictures. <laughs> <laughs> there's 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 uh, aspects of this article that I I don't even feel comfortable saying on the show. Oh Let's really? That way, talking. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a woman talking about manscaping, so it's like okay. Well, right. okay. So <laughs> I'm going to just go here. So the reason this product is so popular is there probably is a certain segment of men (laughs) that listen to this show who have used a regular hair trimmer in places that were not top of your head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's lots of places where hair grows on men. Right. So so unless you're using a a trimmer guard, you know, that's a metal, metal, metal trimmer. And it's not conducive. It's not conducive for, you know, for trimming certain places. So this is why Manscaped is so popular. Right. And I can understand why this trimmer would actually be popular with women too. So it's not just men that use this trimmer. (laughs) But they say that the ROI on these campaigns is really, really good because it does reach across demographic. Yeah, yeah, of course. Groups. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. this company's been heavily advertising everywhere, Amazon, any, yeah. any other place. So if you are a metrosexual man and you don't have the manscaped, Rob, maybe you got to look into this, the manscaped ra- uh, trimmer. Right. <laughs> and they're very explicit on their website what this trimmer's for. <laughs> and so I where. Guess the- the comedy podcasts tend to do very well on the campaigns. Oh, I'm sure for Manscaped. (laughs) I'm sure the, the, uh, laughs per minute ratio, I think as it goes up, the product does better. I'm sure. Hey, look what we've been doing here, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And we're, you know, we're not even directly, you know, a comedy show. You can just, you know, you can go, you can go wild. Uh, Wild. (laughs) It's the same. You can go wild. Everyone that's every guy that's listening to the show right now is going over and looking at this product. Manscaped.com, guys. 
and ladies. <laughs> so they do have a promo code. Don't no 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 <laughs> don't give a promo new media show. Use that promo code. It may not work, but at least it'll be tracked. Maybe Rob and I can make some money. Be sponsored by this. Yeah, put the promo code in new media show. <laughs> but you'll save twenty percent. Well, if not if the promo code doesn't work, you won't. But they'll say, "What the hell is this new media show promo code? That's not in our system." Right? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you these guys? Campaign with those guys. You know that yeah, that would be show. that would be a cool social experiment. Now, if you guys are willing to not have the twenty percent discount, uh, yeah. we ought to have the link to that and try to to and and make them <laughs> see if we get any reaction. Right. So I, yeah, I'm a testimony. I use their product. So <laughs> so that, that, that promo code is typically used, uh, at a podcast, the, the who and the how club, oh. which, uh, is proudly sponsored by Manscaped. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I wonder if that whole, I wonder if that whole show's crew is Manscaped. <laughs> <laughs> They're clean shaven, Todd. Maximum skin safe performance combining third gen innovation design, power, and hygiene. The trimmer with skin safe technology is the perfect tool for an incredible grooming experience. Yes. Yes. <laughs> nice little hostery that we did here. Yeah, right? we did. We didn't get paid for it. <laughs> but, you know, let's, you know, if they came to me and wanted me to endorse this product, I would, I'd be on that campaign. You yeah. know, I would, and I could probably have fun with it even on my little tech show. We've had fun here, right? And we'd probably sell a lot of these things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we? Let's do it. Yeah, why not? Whoever's in charge of those RPs, you know, send it over. We'll 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 get involved. <laughs> we more than happy. And to Rob, talk you about can our, give a you can give here. you can give a description of how uh, how your first utilization of that device went. <laughs> Oh, you want a description of that, huh? <laughs> See, we're not a comedy show. We can't get away with that. I know, you know we can't. People, actually. people would be saying, "Listen, guys, um, I, I don't care how you manscape your body. Let's talk about podcasting." <laughs> right. That's not why I'm here. But I'm it, not it, here to learn it, about it, all your errant hair. But to be honest with you, this is the type of a product. Just like my having GoDaddy, it was a product that really I sold a lot of because I really believed in it and pushed it and sold it. I still do. And, uh, you know, this is, this is the perfect, absolute perfect product for advertising on podcasts. Right. Hey, Todd, have you looked at the, the event calendar uh, lately? No. Um, Pod podcasting events? No. Uh, it's just a, it's just a crazy steady flow of virtual events. It's just, um, I thought we were over stuff until the new year, but there's, there's one December 8th called super listener 2020 podcast, best customers. Uh, that's a, that's an Edison event is what's coming. It's a virtual, virtual event, uh, with podcast one and ad results. Uh, and huh. also the making of true crime, a live virtual event, uh, by Stitcher, uh, P the PM holiday podcast movement, holiday virtual meetup is oh, coming yeah. up on December 9th. 
uh, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's a free thought, event. Oh, there it's, we go. Pod.events if anybody wants to look at this. Yeah, right. And uh, in December 16th, make a plan for your podcast in 2021. That's put on by Podiant XP. Uh, oh, that's interesting. So they're actually allowing companies to promote their events. Yeah. Huh. Um, product deep dives, pod, sub, pod scribe, which is by sounds profitable, which is another, which is a free virtual event by Brian Berletta. It looks like. Yeah. And then January 27th is the hot docs podcast festival. That's a, that's a podcast festival. That's uh, I believe usually up in Toronto. And it's then there's a, a jump until March. So interesting. Yeah. Well, I think he's missing some events in here. It's not a complete list. And then May, uh, I, yeah. yeah some of these are to wrong, yeah. wrong dates. Yeah. yeah. And the podcast shows already moved. Right. It's into July now. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think I had two weeks, Rob. I had someone recently said, Hey, can I do an interview with you? And I said, yeah, I'm available next week, this day, this, this. They said, no, 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 we, we're booking out two and a half months. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I, I can't even know where I'm going to be two weeks right. from now, let alone two and a half months. And, um, yeah, I have that too. <clears throat> people want to schedule an interview or something like that. And it's like two months in the future. Yeah, I don't do I've it. I've had ones that scheduled out as far as like six months. And That's it's, it's ridiculous. Like, put it in my calendar. It's fine. You know, um, it looks like that the NEB show coming up, uh, I don't know if this is an accurate date, but October 9th, yeah. 2021. Yeah. Yep. So that's the next NEB show. Here's what's going to happen. When travel does cut loose, we're going to be, we're going to be, we're going to be complaining about it because we're going to be slammed because it's all going to be compacted in four months, the entire year's worth of events. So you think it's, it's going to happen like a, like a, like a release of a, yeah. of a dam yeah. or something. It's going to be like a dam break. Well, you think, just, is just, you know, happen? podcast movement, August 3rd, podcast con, August 20th, NAB. October 9th, She Podcast Live, October 14th. And, and, you know, and there's going to be more stuff in there. Well, that's 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 what it was prior to the pandemic. I know, I know, like but. Bam, bam. I mean, I was going on trips where I, I, I was doing three back-to-back events. Well, I know, but it, yeah. it'll be even worse because stuff that happened this spring is going to be pushed to the fall. Right. You know, so like what's going to happen with PodFest and all that, you know, they when they're going to do their next live event. That's right. Oh, and pod, podcast con right. is also in August, right? Yeah. So that, that's the same organizers that put on PodX a couple of years ago huh. in Nashville. So, yeah. So these are a bunch of um, in-person events that we're talking about here um, coming up in the summer and fall yeah. of next year. I might actually drive to Nashville to go to that event for, and then, for podcast movement. Yeah. Right. And then the she podcast event, uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona is coming up in, uh, yeah. October 14th too. So that, that'll be like, I mean, the NEB show is may somewhat overlap. It's nine to 13. The and then she podcast is 14 to 17. Right. It's yeah. really close. 
So we'll have but folks. Fortunately, it's, you know, there's not that much of a distance between right. Las Vegas and Scottsdale. So. Uh, nope. That's like four hours. Right. Rental car one way. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I'm excited about us, you know, come on vaccine. Let's go. Bring it on. Let's, yeah. let's get, let's get this party started again. Let's relaunch the world. Yeah. So, and the jobs keep flowing too. You know, there's always a lot of job listings that I see too. Well, that's good. It but, is good. It's a good sign. Yep. Well, what else are we going to talk about? Are we uh, out of stuff for today? Let's see here. And here's a funny thing. So I was on that Manscaped site. It said a cookie because I just loaded another page and guess what I got? I got a Manscaped. I got a Manscaped ad. Big, big sidebar Manscaped ad. On what page? I was on a a third party web, just another website. Basically, I went, I loaded another web page and boom, boom, Manscaped said. So their, their retargeting is working real good. (laughs) <laughs> I bet it's you, almost instantaneous. Almost. I bet you if I load Amazon, not Amazon, if I load uh Facebook or Facebag, whatever we want, I bet you if I scroll down through my news feed, I'll get a manscaped ad within one page. Let me look. Let's see if we got one. Uh nope. It didn't get one that quick. Give them 15 minutes. Todd, did we talk about that? There's talk that anchor, uh, launched more than a million shows in 2020. Um, okay. That's a great, great number. And that there's talk that, uh, uh, anchor shows account for more consumption in terms of, terms of time spent listening than any other third party podcast hosting or distribution provider. Okay. Where did they get those numbers? How were Uh, they? It doesn't say it's, it's, it sounds like a nice PR. Maybe there was a million new shows, but there was at least 700 or 800,000 shows that quit because if they've had him, okay, let's just do the simple math here. Matter of fact, we can use, oh, I love this. What's Daniel's website again? I thought it was podcast reviews. Podcast something. reviews. So let's go over to podcast reviews. This is this is just an easy, uh, is this right? Let me look at, oh, uh, nope. Podcast reviews. Uh, I have to put Daniel J. Lewis in here. I should have this bookmark. Anyway. My point being is if I go over on his website, he's going to show that there's been about 400 active, uh, 400,000 active shows right now in the list. There'll be about 400,000 active. Oh, it's my podcast reviews. Okay. Yeah. My podcast. reviews. Yeah. Right. And let's look at industry stats. So right now, today, um, let's see here. Where's the number? 1.685. Okay. I'm, I'm looking for the activity report. Does he put that oh, on here? Yeah. Active uh, versus inactive. Right. So right now, um, active is 360, 
five, well, that's by total number of episodes. Okay, so episode podcast episodes by recency. So if we look at um, 90 days, 31 to 90 days, how many shows have created a new episode? That's 242,000. Now, if I do 8 to 30, that's another 206, so we're up to 440. And maybe these are there's some duplicity here, I think. Um, so let's say about 400, 450,000 active shows. And they brought a million on in the past year. Now, Rob, have you guys added any customers this year? Oh, yeah. Buzzsprout has. We have. Podbean yeah. has. We've all added new podcasts. Um, how many of those 1 million shows that got added to Anchor are still producing content? Right, past 90 days or seven. So, you know, you guys can do your own research. Just listen to the show. Go, you know, write some scripts and, and go do the math. But yeah, but sure, they got some incredibly high new, you know, you look at the number of new podcasts going into Apple Podcasts, but also there's a sea of death. Right. <laughs> Show death. Well, there's this, uh, you know, free tends to promote. Free um, is free. Tire kicker, you know, and that's, and, and that's okay. I mean, I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just right. saying that that's, that's just the reality of it is that, um, it brings in people that are just testing the waters and those get automatically pushed out Yeah, and they reflect on the play. I mean, the numbers look really high, but at the end of the day, what this industry is trying to build is audiences, right? According to his yeah. active versus inactive chart, there's 699,000 shows that have published at least one episode in the last 30 days. So 700,000 in the last 30 days, which is a 90, which is pretty impressive number compared to where we were. But right. I know how many of that is my number. You know how much of that is your number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because people that don't pay don't publish. <laughs> or people that aren't publishing stop paying their hosting bill. <clears throat> so generally they do. So what it's saying is that um, Anchor powers 70% of Spotify's total podcast catalog, nope. or around 1.3 million out of over 1.9 million shows. And I don't know where they get 1.9. Which doesn't make any sense because, you know, I mean, you look at um, Daniel's can't. chart and it shows yeah. under 1.7. So. Right. <clears throat> so I don't know where these other shows are coming from. And I'll go over and look at the podcast index. They give us a number two. They they've got one point three three four million. And but and then again, Google is reporting over two million, right? Are so, they? Yeah. Well, they've always said that they had over two two million feeds in their catalog. I don't know where they're getting them all. I don't either. Unless they're they're able to capture feeds that are not being submitted to Apple. So the podcast index shows in the last 60 days, 341,000 shows have published an episode. 
Yeah. And I know that Google knew that they could have a duplication issue. I wouldn't be surprised if they've been working on that. Yeah. So maybe Google doesn't have as, you know, have the same issue here, but this article lists one point over 1.9 million shows. So I, I, I'm not seeing any industry data that validates that number. So there's no surprise here. Yeah. If they added a million, great, you know, but if only a hundred thousand of them are still alive, what's, yeah, that's not a number you, you call home to mama about. Mm-hmm. I moved an incredible number of shows off of anchor now, nowhere near a million. I, I wish we would, but you know, we've moved a, probably moved 20, 25 a week. Maybe that's not a big number to some, but right. people don't move. I don't get 25 lives in customers in a week. No, I think people move off of anchor because they want to get to a platform that they feel, you know, better satisfies their, their needs, I guess. Whatever those needs happen to be. Right. Yeah, I did see that article. I just kind of chuckled. I didn't give it too much thought. Then I moved on. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and let's be frank, though. You know, uh, uh, Anchor has made a lot of us do a lot of things that maybe we should have done before. You know, we've changed some strategy on some of the stuff that we're doing because of Anchor. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not that they haven't had influence. Yeah, they've had some influence. Right. Right. So I I ordered a an Apple Series six watch. Oh, you did? The other day. I think yeah. I'm on four I don't know if I'm a four or a five, I don't remember. It's a couple of years old. Yeah, I've heard that, that that upgrade going from four or five to six isn't really worth it. Oh, interesting. So, so, but so, when are we going to get you on an iPhone? I am on an iPhone. Oh, I oh I okay. You have an Android too. I don't have an Android phone, but I did buy an Android tablet ah. here here just this last week, so I can use it with my um, my new teleprompter that I'm going to put into service next uh-huh. week. So you're you're ready to make that. Uh, you're going to have to send us a picture of the rig when you're all done. I will. I will. It's not fully fully deployed yet, but um, I've been, been getting the pieces pulled together so I can do a. <clears throat> yes, so I got a 10.4 inch. Um, Android tablet from Samsung and I'm going to mount it in there and I'm going to connect it via uh, USB connection to my surface computer and it will do a a mirror of my, of a certain part of my screen to the, the teleprompter. So I'll be able to see your visual Uh in, in the teleprompter, your image in the teleprompter. So when I, I look directly at the camera, I can see you. Yeah, I, you know, I changed what you see from me to be always being the shot that we're in now because I had gotten feedback from several of our guests that when we switched to where you are in the front, you would see yourself. They they feel that a little was a little discerning. So sadly, what that results in, you don't get to see what I'm putting up on the screen anymore. Right. You just get yeah. to see me. So I could actually, Rob, so I could actually put you up here just like that. 
the audience sees you and I could pick my nose now and you'd watch me pick my nose while they're watching you. Right. I would, <laughs> I would much rather see that. Todd. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's an important feature. So, um, yeah. Did you say that you upgraded to, the, the latest iPhone? I did. You did. Yeah. Okay. And you know, here's the thing. I don't feel it was that big of a jump. And I no, did I it. I don't think so either. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, there's a lot of thought right now that Apple, Apple is not innovating as much but, as they probably should be. But I'll tell you what was the jump from the S8 Samsung Galaxy S8 to the Note S20. Holy crap. I couldn't make, Apple's got the challenges. I couldn't make this my permanent phone. Right. It, it there's. Yeah, I, that's what I, I keep hearing too. The experience on that is, I think it's better than the iPhone. So, you know, if you haven't, if you're considering uh, an Android device, this this Samsung Galaxy S20 is remarkable. It even comes with a pen. I don't use the pen, but the screen, the camera, I, I just think it's better. Yeah, I got this this 10.4 inch. Um, it's the Samsung. Um, it's A7 tablet tab. A7 tab, I think is what, what it's called. It's, it's their brand new right tablet. Um, that's, it's fairly inexpensive. It was only like 250 bucks, but it's, um, it's pretty, pretty nice tablet. You know, the iPad that I have, um, I use it a lot. I read, surf the internet. I mean, you know, if I'm on YouTube and someone says something, yeah. I, I look it up and my my uh, iPad now, and I was, I was upgrading every year for a while uh, or every two years, something like that. I think I've had this iPad that I've got now for three, maybe going on four years and not seeing any reason whatsoever to upgrade <laughs> at, at, at all. And um, so maybe yeah, so I've got three operating systems that I run. I, uh, I'm running windows on two computers and iPhone. Now I'm going to get the Apple watch. And then I've got, actually I have two Android tablets is what I have. I've got a smaller one and then I've got a bigger one now. Yeah. I had some Android tablets, tablets before, but they've gotten so old that you can't update them no more. They don't update. Right. So, and I don't have a need for them. And you know, I've got two iPads. I got the big presentation iPad. That thing is absolutely right. wonderful. Of course, I used it strictly for events, doing demos and showing stuff. And I don't; it's too big to use on a regular basis for me. Um, right. But when it gets to the point where it's expired, I'll just go back and I'll use a smaller iPad. Yeah. Hey, Harold, how are you? Thanks for checking in with us. So, any other feedback in the? The Facebook or yeah, let me go look at YouTube, and we've kind of rambling today here. Um, oh, Harold's over there too. He says, "So is is it too is it too late to start a podcast that someone will find in 2021?" No, it's this is the time. If you're going to start a podcast, it's never a bad time to start a podcast. 
Right. Because oftentimes people say, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And then they, well, I'm going to wait to this time. And then I'm going to wait to this time. To record an episode, release it, and you're a podcaster. Then start podcasting. Especially mm-hmm. if you're brand new. Just go. You know? Yeah. Don't don't delay. Because we have several people that listen to this show that are ultimate podcast prostinators. Prostinate. <laughs> you help me out here. Prognosticators? Prognosticators. Jesus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know. They, they've been wanting to do a show, then just never did one. So Todd, as we look toward the end of the year, we should probably, um, think about doing an episode or two, um, looking back and looking sure. forward. So just from a scheduling standpoint, Rob, uh, next Saturday, I will not be available. Okay. I have, uh, I'm going to fly down and see my new grandson Oh, and, okay. uh, going to go down to Tampa. I'd actually be able to eat at a restaurant down there. They're open. So go down to Tampa and see my grandson and be down there for a couple of days, uh, just over the weekend. And yeah. uh, Well, they may not be open when you get there, though. Uh, they're not closing. Florida, Florida oh, didn't no. hardly close to begin with. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I won't be here next Saturday. So we'll so have a the, regular show on Wednesday. The 12th is off. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. But uh, don't see any issue now. I may, and I'm trying to figure out if I can get a COVID test. I may, uh, the 20, 22nd or 23rd, uh, fly out to go to Honolulu to go see, just to, mm-hmm. to go back. So, mm-hmm. um, so potentially right there before Christmas, I might not be available either. So it all depends. Okay. So that okay. would give us, uh, for next week, we'd have a Wednesday show, and then the following week, we'd have um, no problem doing a show on the 16th and the 19th. So Right. Okay. All right. And I don't know if we want to do a show the day after Christmas or not. That's It kind of gets weird in there. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure we can probably work around it. And there's not going to be a lot of news going on after about the 18th anyway. So, No, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. People are going to be on vacation mode if they can. Mm-hmm. Clinton says, yes, open the mic and go. I agree. Open the mic and go. And don't worry yeah. about buying an expensive mic. Get something cheap. And uh, yeah. and go. Yeah, definitely. All right. I think we're I think we're just, hey, we made it to 130. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think we had mentioned that uh, Steve from Apple may, may have joined us today, but uh, He's he's going to spend a little bit more time with his new position before he comes on, uh-huh. so so he can talk talk a bit more in depth about his new his, his new world his new gig because he's probably right. can't say anything about his old gig. But he's probably still under NDA. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see on that. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, time will tell. So, uh, all right. Um, Everyone, Todd at Blueberry.com. At Geek News is the Twitter account. Ross? Um, On Twitter as well, at Rob Greenlee. And you can send me an email if you want, uh, RobG at Lipson.com. And we do get a flow of emails from our listeners. So it's, it's good. Please reach out if you have a comment or suggestion for us and 
maybe topics or things that you might want to want to hear about or you know uh, give us a little tease or tip on be sure we're always game for that yeah the tip line is open yeah. we, we appreciate it you know i i think what it is rob is i i've been so far on behind on email i probably just missed the you know missed the uh the announcement oh. or missed the you know it, it's still in my inbox the one that I had yeah about, i haven't gotten right? to yet yeah yeah i, I responded okay to person, good so good. so it isn't like it just left in the in ether, the ether. There. All right yeah so. all right clinton hey clinton thanks for tuning in clinton is like he's he's og yeah yeah clinton's OG. harold's og too a lot of a lot of the folks are in the chat today are og so we thank all of you guys are og thanks for being here all right, yeah, everyone. What are you going to say, Rob? I said, yeah, thanks for, for hanging with us after all these. I think we're like pushing on 400 episodes. 418 we is where we're Four, at. 418? 418. So Since we accounted for those other show numbers, we're at 418. Yeah, that's a good, that's, that's a good number, Todd. <laughs> you can be proud of that. That's a bit, you know, that's a good one. 10 plus years. So yeah, lots of weeks off though. In that yeah, there's some, yeah, some spacing in there, right. but right. But all right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Right. On the enemy show. You. We'll see you back here on Wednesday. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. Yeah, bye.